Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bloke and the Bird Show. Although this is not really an official episode at this point, this is a test. Is this worth half points? Um, it, at this point, I'll, I'll be happy if it's not quarter points. Oh. Because, so, let's see. We record last week. It was a great show. It was a fantastic show. Tried to save it and looked like it saved and it didn't. So we figured, all right, we'll give it a break. We'll try again the following week. And recorded, oh, about 45 minutes ago. Another very good show. It was a decent show. No, I thought, I thought it, I had some incredible insight. Anyway, <laughs> that one also... <laughs> that sound you heard was a lead balloon. Didn't save. So, you know... This is not going to be a full show. This is an abbreviated show to see if, you know, actually we can. So if you're hearing that, we are successful. If you are not hearing this, the sound you are hearing is your head hitting the keyboard. Yeah. Um, If we can't figure this out, I don't know what we're doing next. So. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. So what's on topic for the abbreviated show to save the podcast? So first thing to talk about. Um, changes to the calendar that occurred so far to finish out the season. Yes. And I'm, I expect that there'll be more coming. I'm convinced that all the blocks on the calendar are now post-it notes. Close to it. I mean, we still have a TBD. Correct. So as a reminder, we are headed off to Monza this coming weekend. Um, the Temple of Speed. Okay. Well, it's either that or Crazy Tafosi. It's the crazy Tafosi. Okay. Um, from there, we head to Russia for the weekend of the 24th to the 26th. And then, in theory, October 8th to the 10th, we're headed to Turkey. Okay. In theory. So, the question here is, Turkey is still on the UK's red list. Correct. So, what teams don't want to have to do is to have folks sit in quarantine for 10 days in the UK before they can do anything. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what's going to happen with Turkey at this point. So what I was hearing on one of the various podcasts was it's okay for them to go to a red list country if it has a back-to-back race with the country that's not on the red list. Right. And that way they can come back in and be fine. The problem with Turkey and then later on, uh, Brazil, and I think Mexico is also on the list. And potentially the U.S., the way things are going. And possibly the U.S., um, is that they have breaks behind them. Right. So if it was going Turkey to the U.S., probably no problem, even Mm -hmm. though the U.S. is also potentially on the red list. If they were going to do this, if it was a four-week, and they might even have tolerated a week between somewhere in there, if it was going to go Turkey, U.S., Mexico, Brazil, then they could have dealt with it. But it's because of the fact that they've got breaks between Turkey and the U.S. And then I believe there's also one between the U.S. and Mexico. Yeah, so it's Turkey's currently set for October 8th to the 10th. And then the U.S. Grand Prix, the 22nd to the 24th. And then November 5th to the 7th is Mexico. Um, and then the 12th to the, so the back to back is Mexico, Brazil. Correct. Um, and then in theory, 
we could be going to the Middle East. And that's where Qatar is coming in and, you know, as a current front runner to take over the TBC slot. Yeah, that would be the weekend of the 19th to the 12th, to to the 21st. Um, So by having the trip to the Middle East, even though they'd be turning around and going right back um, two weeks later, that should at least deal with the Brazil piece of the Red List. I still, I, I find it hard to believe that Formula One really wants to go to Brazil. I can't imagine. Given honestly. everything that's happening right now, I can't imagine that Brazil is really high up on the list. And the drivers want to go to Brazil, um, especially given the fact that, oh, Kimi Raikkonen didn't drive this week because he tested positive and probably won't drive next week either. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I can't imagine. But then again, I can't imagine that they're all that hip on going to Turkey, the U.S., or Mexico right now. Yeah. Yeah. So so we go the 19th to the 21st, in theory, we're going to Qatar. Um, that is not confirmed yet, but that looks like the leading candidate. Um, Texas was initially talked about as getting a second race, but with the increase in cases down there, that's now off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go to Saudi Arabia, December 3rd to the 5th. For the first race at the Jeddah Street Circuit. Okay. And the season actually wraps up December 10th to the 12th. It's a pretty late wrap, isn't it? It is. Now, thankfully, it's going to be over at Abu Dhabi. Not a double Dhabi season. It's not been a double Dhabi in a very long time. I know, but we're still going to play with that one. Wow. We're also not getting a puppy. No, we're not getting a puppy either. (laughs) Um, So... It also kind of makes you wonder how they're going to work out winter testing in the start of next year. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we're ending two weeks before Christmas. And typically cars are on the track for winter testing in February. And you got it. Well, there's talk that Bahrain is going to get a session. A test. Um, don't know at this point if. Barcelona is getting a test session. Mm. So, but that's also, I mean, the teams are going to want more than, oh, a single three-day test session. Oh, yeah. Especially with the sweeping engine changes that are occurring. Mm-hmm. And the rules, the big rules change that's going to fundamentally change all of Formula One. Yeah. And the minute that they start hyping that is fundamentally changing all of Formula One, I am so predicting that it's not going to be that big of a game changer. Well, you know, the second time, or, or the 2023, we can open up with um, Eddie Jordan going, after the revolution comes the tweak. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But the ever-changing calendar is not the only thing that's going on. And as a matter of fact, we know one driver who will not be participating in the 2022 season. In a shock to almost no one. Well, at the or, start of yet, the season. And yet everyone. At the start of the season, it was still up in the air. I didn't think he was ever going to leave the sport. There you go. But this past week, 
Kimi Raikkonen has officially announced that the 2021 Formula One season will be his final one and he will be retiring at the end of the season. And the first big domino of silly season has truly fallen. Yes. So now we have questions about, well, we did. We had questions about, well, who's going to get Kimi's seat? And then today... So do you remember, what was it? Three years ago, when Kimi Raikkonen last drove for Ferrari, mm-hmm. and you know the big question was who's on the short list to take Kimi's seat over at Ferrari. Do you remember who the the name that everybody kept talking about? Do you remember who that was? Charles Leclerc. Valtteri Bottas. <laughs> because in the world of Formula One, Valtteri f- Bottas appears appears to always be on the short list. Well, he's always on the short list, but all fins are the same. Oh, they but, are well, completely interchangeable. You just replace one fin for another fin, and it's exactly works? the same. So it was announced this morning that Valtteri Bottas has been signed to Alfa Romeo in a multi-year deal. Now, my understanding is that is what really pushed Valtteri to take the deal. He has only ever had, and I didn't realize this, one-year deals. Yeah, and he's wanted, at least he announced earlier this, because he's been trolling social media for the past week. Right. And I was reading, arguably, the headlines of one article that started, that talked about that Mercedes was, they were really strongly considering him. It was not like it was a done deal to push him out, but he, they would not have gone for more than a one-year deal. Well, that, that's one of the odd things. So Toto Wolf actually came out and he said that Valtteri actually deserved to stay at the team for 2022, even though they elected not to keep him. And you got to think about what that really means. <laughs> Whose decision was it first? Well, you know, I'm not even so much sure that that's what it was. Because if you read between the lines, and that's what I'm going to do here, it was, yes, he deserved, he earned enough to retain the seat. The problem was, there's somebody better. Mm. He could have had the seat. He's not the... If doing what he did was the minimum requirement to get his seat, he was there. But going above and beyond, there was a better candidate. So, you know, we all know at this point, I mean, it's no secret who did a better job. Okay, when we play the game of who did it better, yes. But, you know, it will be absolutely stunning when Mercedes comes out and announces who their new driver is going to be. Stunning to whom? Well, what if it's not George? Okay. So while, yes, there has been some buzz this week around current Mercedes Formula E driver and Mercedes, or excuse me, and Formula E driver's champion, Nick DeVries, it has not been about the possibility of him taking the seat at Mercedes Formula One. Well, I mean, I could always call Toto and see if he would let me test for the seat. I sus 
suspect that Susie would have a better chance. Okay, just because she's <clears throat> ever driven a Formula One car does not mean that she's more qualified than... Okay, well, that definitely is the definition of she, more qualified. She held an actual super license. So have I. No, you have not. I put the word super on yeah, my license. No, this was a real one. Oh. A legitimate one. I can't help it if my super license is, you know, made out to McLovin. Yeah. So, um... It is pretty much a done deal. The expectation is just a matter of when they're going to make the announcement that George Russell will be joining Lewis Hamilton at Mercedes for 2022. The questions that have floated up in the last few days, obviously one, who's going to take George's seat over at Williams? The other one that has been floating around is is Antonio Giovinazzi's seat safe over at Alfa Romeo? See, and I didn't even think that <clears throat> Giovinazzi was on the block. Like, nobody was talking about him, and then all of a sudden, that seat has suddenly become a buzz. So, the the two drivers, like I mentioned, Nick DeVries is being talked about now as a potential candidate for a Formula One seat. Mm-hmm. On top of that, and, and th- this is where it, it's a matter of trying to figure out how much of this is real and how much of this is true silly season shenanigans. I'm voting for shenanigans because I know where you're going. So we know that, and, and Red Bull has admitted, and Helmut Marco in particular has admitted that they have been shopping around Alex Alvin to both Alfa Romeo and to Williams. Yes. And Alex has said that his preferred seat, which, by the way, not a great move from a negotiating standpoint, but he has said that his preferred seat is the Williams. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I, I, I'm guessing that's not how you get the biggest contract possible. Say, so, you know, I really want to come talk to you and drive for you while we have to negotiate contracts. Right. Saying I may not have been the best strategy for him to do that. The problem is, being that Williams is a Mercedes customer team and Mercedes supplies Williams with discounted engines. Correct. Um, Total Wolf has stood up and said, yeah, I'm not really all that hip on Alex Alvin going to Williams as long as he has ties to Red Bull. And I think that makes some valuable <clears throat> sense. It makes some sense, but it also... it. it is that real? Is that truly a concern? And would Total Wolf manipulate the situation to block Alex from go- getting a seat at Williams? I think I can answer the last question. Yes. I don't know. I don't think it... I, even if there is no way, which I'm sure that there is, if there was no way that Alex could share information about the Mercedes engine back to Red Bull, even if that wasn't the case, the optics of it are bad. They are. Um, and I it, would, to, it would bubble over pretty quick, but yeah. And I have a real question. Has Alex really done enough? I mean, isn't it in these teams, the Alpha, the Williams, that we want to see the young new guys. And this kid has already made it all the way up the chain and froze. 
So he did, but I think the other question becomes who's waiting in the wings. We know that the Red Bull program is fairly tapped out. And that's I mean, really the other thing and, and maybe this is the the way that William should be approaching it, is they shouldn't be talking to Nick DeVries. They shouldn't be talking to Alex Albin. They should be talking to Pierre Gasly. Because he's the question is whether or not Pierre would want to go to Williams because it's arguably not a step up. True, and my understanding is that he is like that team is really centered around centered around Pierre Gasly. But actually, and I, I you know. There's a lot of different options that they could they could reach into instead of recycling a prior Formula One driver that arguably didn't set anybody on fire. He was not Ocon. Ocon set out a season because everybody the music stopped and all the seats were taken. Yeah, and everybody was aghast that he was sitting out. Albin fizzled, and the world went Albin. Who? Yeah, but Albin, keep in mind that Albin didn't get the opportunity that Gasly had. Because Honda, and, and we knew Honda had been trying to do it for a while. Honda finally stepped in and said, you want our engines, you have to take Yuki. Mm-hmm. Now, Yuki has not settled down. And I don't think that Yuki, from what we've seen... Unless something changes drastically, that, that Yuki Sonoda is going to have a long future in Formula One. But I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, I understand that. But even still, the world went on and nobody gasped that Albon didn't have a seat. Yeah, that's I mean, it not, wasn't like not... Sergio Perez and everyone going that if Sergio, you know, goes from second to last race of the season and goes from last to winning the race, um, that he's too good to be out of a seat. Nobody was saying that about Alex Alvin. No, no. And so when you talk about recycling Formula One drivers that have been pushed out for musical chairs problems, like what happened to Ocon, Albin's not a name on the list. So either but dig you, into the new file or find somebody else that's been pushed out prematurely. The 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 big thing is who's who's sitting there to come up. And I don't follow Is the there a driver in Formula Two? You know, the the driver who's leading that, are they ready to come into Formula One? Is there, you know, and do they have the backing to make the move? And I don't watch and follow the junior formulas, full stop. But but that's the thing with Nick DeVries, though, is Nick went right into Formula E. Mm-hmm. So, and it would be the first time that a driver went from Formula E into Formula One. We've seen him go the other way around. Exactly. And, of course, it also starts to beg the question of, you know... Is anybody truly looking at IndyCar and some of the talent that's there? Truly. But we know they're not because that's a snobbery thing. (laughs) I don't know. 
we're the almighty Formula One. We can't possibly look into that, you know, but, American series. I mean, you, you've got Patricio Award. You, you've you got um, Renus VK. You've got, I don't know if Hinchcliffe is, is, well, Hinchcliffe may be too old at this point to come over. But you've got some decent talent over there that it might be worth looking to bring them over. Now, it would be very, very interesting in my mind if Arenas was to make the hop over because he's also a Dutchman. Mm-hmm. And it'd be very interesting to see two Dutchmen on the grid and how that interaction would happen. Oh, yeah. Especially with the fanaticism that we see. Yes. That's where I think it would be just awesome to like, just pass me the popcorn. I just want to watch this. <laughs> um, but... People are moving. There's seats that are opening up. We'll see who they drop in those seats. But if anybody asks me, I'm thinking Albon's not top of my... They're not on my short list. I could understand that. The The trouble is looking at the pool of available candidates. It's not particularly deep. Well, that's got its whole other set of problems. And it's probably another show. Possibly. And you know... If this show is successful... We might have another show. Someday. Maybe. We shall see. I mean, like we said, if you're hearing this, we figured it out. If you're not, we didn't. Yeah. We are so glad you came. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Remember, please discard all candy wrappers and popcorn containers in the nearest trash receptacle. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) Okay. Are they all gone? Uh, Is is everybody gone? (laughs) Huh? Good. Oh my gosh, my cheeks are killing me. I can't keep smiling like this anymore. I am exhausted. I think I need a break. A little break? Okay. Phew.